0: Welcome to Baronson Bond Podcast episode 58 with Corey and Diego Baronson. Today's episode is dedicated to all of the Smith family. This is for you, specifically for you. I hope you love it. Enjoy. Let's get into it. Hi, Diego. Hello. How you doing? Good. How's gaming today?
1: Good.
0: First off the top, I want to say congratulations for completing your first Yes Fit Challenge. Mm-hmm. YesFit is an app where you can look at all types of medals and shirts and earn earn them by doing tracking your miles, running, walking, cycling, and you did almost 60 miles for the first challenge. You got, you're getting a super sweet sloth medal. Today it should arrive. And then you already started the Kraken Challenge, which is a big, you know what the Kraken is?
1: Like the huge octopus squid thing?
0: Huge octopus squid thing. And then mythological stories, the Kraken is this big, huge monster that comes out of the ocean and gets the little princess. But they're able to freeze the Kraken with Medusa's eyes. Medusa has snakes all over her head. And what they do is if she looks directly at you, you turn into stone. So they cut off Medusa's head and aimed her face right at the Kraken. The Kraken locked eyes with Medusa turned to stone and the huge beast so that's a cool medal
1: that's fascinating
0: I know so back to the point of today so here's the point of today's episode there's a lot of people working from home and when you're working from home that means you might be using your laptop and sitting down on your mattress or your couch a lot and so the question that I looked up Thank you, Dollar Shave Club, who I get my razors from. They do a lot of in-depth research. And today's article is called, What Percent of My Fart Stays in My Mattress? Now, this is extremely important information you need to know. Because if you're sitting on your mattress, farting all day while you're typing on your laptop, you want to know how much of that fart is going to stay in this mattress. Because what if I'm putting my butt, where in eight hours I'm going to put my face You got to know. It's a math problem you really need to be aware about. Okay, so this was posted about a month ago. So I'm just going to read through. And if you have any questions, just let me know. Okay. And it starts with, also, what about my pants? Okay, because you might be farting into your pants. It's very important. Okay. Let's say in a completely, totally, absolutely made up hypothetical, a man who recently began working from home has taken to working atop his bed because he lives in a small apartment and his partner takes a lot of very important calls. Let's also assume that this man, thanks to a healthy and balanced diet, farts a bit more frequently than the average bear. And so a completely, totally, absolutely legitimate question arises in his mind. Beyond packing his mail-order memory foam mattress full of sweat and dead skin, if he were to release a fairly continuous stream of gas throughout the workday, would his mattress be soaked in farts? And if so, for how long? This guy, of course, is completely, totally, absolutely not me. But allow me to outline the basics for him anyway. After all, whoever he is, he deserves a real answer to a question that affects no less than his marriage, his health, his sleep, and his overall peace of mind. To start with, farts are gaseous byproducts of bacteria in the digestive tract and often consist of oxygen, nitrogen, hydrogen, carbon dioxide, and methane either individually or combined in volatile concoctions like hydrogen sulfide, methyl sulfide, or methyl ethyl. The amount of gas expelled during a single fart can range from that of a bottle of nail polish to a 12-ounce can of soda. Notably, however, these gaseous particles are super small. For comparison's sake, a tiny sphere of coronavirus is a hundred to a thousand times larger than your typical fart particle and that's why a fart can penetrate the n95 mask that's the coronavirus ain't getting out of here mask in case you didn't know if you don't trust the science check out redditor atrain 1189 as he farts into his air purifier which immediately registers the fart as a volatile organic compound and starts working on filtering the air ASAP. But back to the, t- the true topic at hand. Are these farts slowly but surely saturating my, I mean, our hypothetical guy's mattress? Okay, now somebody actually check this out. Is your mind blown yet? No. Is, are you, Is it almost about to explode? No. Okay, good, good. According to a 2005 study in the American Journal of Gastroenterology, okay. titled, Effect- Effectiveness of Devices Purported to Reduce Flatulous Odor. Do you know what that means? No. That's a very fancy way of saying, uh, how good are any of these devices that get rid of stank air? Oh, wow. Okay. So clothes go a long way in filtering viral and bacterial loads from our farts by about 17 to 28%. So if you fart into those shorts you're wearing, about 17 to 28% of that farts caught directly into those shorts. Okay. Meanwhile, another study in the British Medical Journal,
1: why do people research this?
0: Oh, cuz it's super important. These are these are very smart it's not scientists. Important. These scientists need to know these answers.
1: This is like the weirdest research ever made.
0: I know. So that, so this is in England. The British Medical Journal sought to answer whether or not it was safe for surgeons to fart in a sterile environment. Oh, my God. Which means, hey, Jesus. if you guys are operating on somebody, should you hold your fart or not? We need to know. It's important. So. <laughs> Basically, in the same way working from his bed all day might lead to farts filing up our hypothetical guy's mattress, could surgeons fill up the OR with their farts during a particularly long operation? To find out, Australian physician Carl Kruselnicki and microbiologist Luke Tennant devised an experiment where a subject, which would be a person, broke wind, directly onto two Petri dishes from a distance of 5 centimeters. That means they farted on a little dish right next to their butt. Okay. First they did it with clothes on, and then with their trousers down, underwear still on. Per the published study, the second Petri dish sprouted visible lumps on two types of bacteria that are usually found only in the gut and on skin, But the flattest, which had passed through clothing, caused no bacteria to sprout, which suggests that clothing acts as a filter. So what he's saying is, if you take your clothes off and fart directly into a little dish, it's going to spray little bits of bacteria that will immediately start sprouting the bacteria. But if you fart directly into your underwear and your pants, it's caught in there and it's just going to hold right there. Awesome, right? Are you proud that grown-ups are doing the studies? No. There's grown-ups. I'm disappointed. There's grown-ups that took their kids to school, dropped them off, got some breakfast and coffee, went to work, talked to his friends, said, okay, ready to do our research, and then they farted onto a dish. That's amazing.
1: It's the worst thing anyone could ever think of. Why do you want to do this? It's the
0: best. Okay. There's no point. This is awesome. The enteric zone in the second Petri dish was caused by the flatus itself. So when they say flatus, that's a, that's a nice word for fart. Wow. And the splattering around that was caused by the sheer velocity of the fart, which blew skin bacteria from the cheeks and blasted it onto the dish. What the heck? The researchers continued. Okay. It seems, therefore, that flattus can cause infection if the emitter is naked, but not if he or she <laughs> is clothed. So if you want to get somebody sick, naked fart directly in the face. Boom. Gotcha. You're ill.
1: Wait, they're actually ill?
0: Yeah. Okay. To recap, farts are full of noxious gases produced by bacteria in the gut, but most of the particles exhausted from one's butthole are filtered by their pantaloons. Okay. Carrying on. What though of the rest... The gas molecules, including methane and hydrogen sulfide, which eventually diffuse through the bedding and into the air, explains Alex Klotz, an assistant professor in the physics department at California State University, Long Beach. Remember, fart particles are super tiny, so while they might bounce around your mattress for a few seconds, they're not going to stay there much longer than the smell lingers. Got it? So as soon as it doesn't smell anymore, you're clear. Fart particles are gone. Okay?
1: No. No, okay.
0: Okay. Plus, Trevor McCall, associate professor of chemistry at the University of Virginia's college at Wise, tells me, most of the gases in farts are less dense than air, so they naturally travel upwards into the atmosphere. That's good to know.
1: No, it's
0: not. That said... Klotz warns against thinking of mattresses as bacteria-resistant. There are other things that can come out of your butt, too, including small particles of feces, droplets containing bacteria, etc., and those stay embedded in your sheets. He tells me liquid droplets especially can stay on fibrous materials for as long as it takes fabric to dry completely. that make sense no no so when you no, fart oh no no. let me let me repeat no, I oh no I'll tell you again I oh, you do okay tell me what I just said so how long is it going to stay in the sheets what if it's wet what if you have a little liquidy little 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 little, little blah, blah 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 fart a little little little, little a sharp Ooh, that's dangerous that's definitely staying in the mattress if that fabric is not dry completely you may have droplets containing fecal bacteria but if it's just the air might be gone in a while it's super important to think about okay still back to the article still no, in, ter- no,
1: back to the article. in
0: terms of farts while he doesn't doubt that a fraction of what comes out of your butt will penetrate through your pants and sheets and into the mattress it would be a small fraction of the overall amount so if you have a little squeaker not too much if you have a big bomb it's going to be in there for a while. Okay. So, my gut says you won't find fart matter deep in the mattress, he concludes. Sleep easy, my hypothetical friend. Is this over? That one. No. Okay, I got one more for no. you. No. This no. One's, this one's not as long, but it's, oh man, this one, you got to hear the title. It's really good. Okay. Here's the name of the article. How far down do you have to roll the window to get a fart out of your car? Thank you, Ian Lecklitner, who wrote this a year ago. Okay. This is important information. I'm just passing it along. Oh, no, check this out. Look how, look how long ago someone thought of this question. You can thank Dutch mathematician and physicist Daniel Bernoulli for kind of coming up with an answer to this question almost 300 years ago. Okay, imagine yourself. Inside a vehicle is both one of the best and worst places to release a plume of your own nauseating personal fumes. On one hand, being alone means you can liberally break wind without worrying, without being shamed. On the other being trapped in such a small space means escaping from the subsequent odor can be difficult. The solution is simple is it though. Over? The solution is simple though. Is roll, da- roll down them windows, fool. Problem solved. But then again, I have a deep rooted appetite for divine knowledge. Is it over? I gen nope, I genuinely want no, I need to know exactly how long the windows should be down before that entire stench cloud is out of my car depending on which speed i'm driving okay so so i reached out to the only person i know both capable and willing to answer such a ludicrous question alex klotz of course an associate the, the professor from cal state long beach he's into this stuff So, before we dive into his response, I should mention that coming up with the conclusive answer to the question is almost certainly impossible. That means it's really hard to prove what he found out, but it's it's good. For starters, you need to consider the aerodynamic characteristics of the vehicle. So, for example, if you're driving a super square Ford versus a very aerodynamic, what did you say, a Prius or a Ferrari, this is gonna change how much how fast the fart can get out of your car. Oh my god. Is- that air that air is in there, but for how long? You gotta know. Okay. Are you literally putting me um, sleep? This is good. You I can tell you're so excited. Um you need to take into the environmental factors, like the presence of wind, temperature, the volume of the fart, and which could affect how it moves around the little tiny space you're in. Needless to say, the individual circumstances of every fart in every car, at every speed, in every condition are extremely specific. Therefore, the rates are virtually incalculable. Nevertheless, Alex was up for the challenge. So he said, the main physical effect here is Bernoulli's Principle. Check out how this is worded.
1: I don't want to check out how this is worded.
0: Okay. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen no. to this. Listen to this. No. A fluid that's increasing in velocity that's your fart right there, experiences a corresponding drop in pressure. Boo. He explains. Pressure is vital in this situation since the high outside pressure of the wind should theoretically Come straight into the car, right, and fill the inside low pressure, pushing the fart outside in the process. That's what you think, right? Roll the window down, boom, you're clear. In this scenario, the air is speeding up as it goes over the car, and the pressure in the car is the same. So there's a pressure difference between the inside and outside of the car. The pressure difference is calculated and proportional to the square of the velocity of air moving past the car. Okay, plugging in some numbers. This Okay, here's the meat. This is what you want to know, the answer, right? I
1: don't want to know anything. You
0: look, really, really want to know this answer. I don't. Okay. Have you ever driven 100 miles an it. hour? Have you ever driven 100 miles an hour? No. You sure?
1: I mean, no.
0: I think you have. No. All right, so if you're going 100 miles an hour in your Lamborghini, that gives a pressure difference of about 1% of the atmosphere, equivalent to the drop in pressure from the ground to the top of a 300-foot hill. Jesus. Crazy, right? The difference is smaller at lower speeds, about half as much as 70 miles an hour. So we haven't got any specific numbers and you can see the difference in speeds can contribute to removing the fart from the inside of the car quicker. So in principle, you could argue that the necessary time for air is inversely proportional to the pressure difference. Based on Darcy's law, which doesn't apply here but roll with it. So basically you have to lower the window do- roll the window down for four times as long at 40 miles an hour as you would at 80. Okay, so basically, drive faster, the faster you want to get that fart out of there. Sounds like we're getting somewhere. Oh, wait, yeah, uh uh-huh. No, he says, no, he says that's probably wrong. With a lot of things in fluid dynamics, which include airflow, you basically have to do a simulation or an experiment. Maybe we can try this later. No. You want to try this? No. I think I have something brewing I can help with the experiment. Maybe I have something that I can help with.
1: You're funny, but uh-huh.
0: yeah. So it's hard to generalize from fundamental principles to specific scenarios. The closest thing I could find was a paper looking at. Listen to this: that a grown-up in a research institute wrote a paper about how to cool down Indian buses with the windows down and the air conditioning off to save gas. Okay. So they built a tiny bus, filled it with dye, put it the whole bus inside water, and watched the dye get sucked out of the bus. And then they compared that to simulations where they put a bus inside a big garage, and they blast air onto it, and they put colored smoke so you can see where the wind goes over it or in it, right? That's how aerodynamic it is. And sadly, he says he couldn't find any literature about farts in the car or the bus. With as many butts that are in that bus, you would think they'd want to know how fast it could could get cleared out, right? Aren't you wondering the answer to that question? No. So the researchers in this study had trouble figuring things out.
1: Well, I'm not surprised.
0: Which poses more problems for purposes of coming up with an answer. The studies show that flow inside a bus with windows open is complex. Dang! It actually says that in the article. I had to say that correctly. Make is... This, oh, man. This is getting good. Are you ready? You please? Oh, you were so ready for this? I'm not. Making things worse. Klotz mentions that rolling down the windows might not even help that much. Do you think that's true? What if we just left the windows up, smelled it? You think that's a good plan? Mm Uh-huh. Is that a good plan? What? I'm going to do that next time. If the fart gas has spread through the air, it's everywhere and flowing some of the air out won't necessarily help. It would only be beneficial if the odor plume itself got sucked out the window by the Bernoulli effect, which is honestly asking a lot of physics.
1: Are we done?
0: What I can share to at least provide some help to anyone who regularly farts in their car is this tidbit, Rob Murdoch, a technical expert when it comes to vehicles provided to Auto Trader. He said, this is the end of it, by the way. This is the conclusion of the story.
1: I just want to get out of this chair and walk out.
0: Mm. All else being equal. A general rule is to open the driver's window a couple of inches and the rear passenger window halfway. This causes a turbulent diagonal cross shear of the air mass through the cabin, meaning the offending smell will be drawn across into the rear of the vehicle and out the window expediently. That's the answer. Does that make sense? So, to review what we learned today, driving faster should theoretically speed up the removal of a fart from the interior of your vehicle. But also, there's still some questions in this world that even science can't solve. So, now, how much, what's the moral of the story? I don't know. Okay, let's review farting in your mattress. How long is it going to be in there? Until you don't smell it, unless you feel a little wetness. I I, I would be a little suspect. In your car, crack the drivers a little bit. Roll the back one down halfway. Drive fast. Clear. So if you have someone sitting on that seat, rear passenger, feel bad for you if you're a bomber. Because it's coming right at you directly. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we should do some experimenting today i kind of feel like going for a drive maybe in about mm, maybe 10 minutes let me feel maybe 15 minutes How, how's your belly
1: hmm
0: <laughs> okay so what, well, tell me what's on your mind you're wolverine no. switching gears no i saw you become wolverine today no i did no yeah no. uh-huh no. all right well, we learned a lot today. I'm really glad you had this time to learn.
1: I would, if it was an option, I would still be in the game.
0: Oh, how dare you.
1: Honestly, I not survive this.
0: Can't hear you. What?
1: Honestly, I can't survive this. You can't survive this? <laughs> no, it's horrible. Is it
0: embarrassing or are you? do you feel like, yes, I have this new knowledge?
1: No, I'm not happy about it.
0: <laughs> I see you smiling
1: because i'm positive about stuff you're positive except for about this you're not positive I'm negative about this
0: what don't be negative
1: i can be negative to whatever i want and this is the <laughs> thing i want to be negative about
0: <laughs> okay all right
1: okay well thanks
0: for hanging all right bye. all right later be healthy y'all